The mission of Heritage Christian University is simple. They aim to advance the churches of Christ by equipping servants through undergraduate and graduate programs. Heritage Christian University produces effective communicators of the gospel, focusing on evangelism and a commitment to scripture. Heritage Christian University is accredited by the Association for Biblical Higher Education and offers the following degrees. Associate of Arts in Biblical Studies, Bachelor of Arts in Biblical Studies, Master of Arts, Master of Ministry, and Master of Divinity. Since 1968, Heritage Christian University, formerly International Bible College, has offered affordable degrees in Biblical Studies, allowing graduates to thrive in their ministries without the burden of loan debt after graduation. For more information about Heritage Christian University, visit www.hcu.edu, that's three W's and a dot, hcu.edu. Heritage Christian University is a sponsor of Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. TKM Incorporated in Moss, Tennessee is a construction company that specializes in erosion control, seeding, and soil, hydro seeding, hydro mulch, minor excavation, and silt fence. They also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their business is keeping people safe, but their passion, their mission, is they wish that all men could be saved. TKM has adopted the nickname, The King's Men, because as they serve you, they also serve the King. If they could provide any of their services for you, please contact them at 931-243-3958. That is 931-243-3958. Or you can contact them on the net at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. TKM Incorporated is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. SJL General Contractors specializes in asphalt, demolition, concrete finishing, and heavy hauling. This family-owned business is licensed in Alabama and Tennessee. You can contact them for any of your construction needs, 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660 or three W's and a dot sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. I was driving to Columbia, Kentucky for a speaking engagement, and I was taking the back roads. I'd gone through Winchester, Tennessee, and up through Deckard. I could take a route and, and go through Nashville, but I try to avoid Nashville at all at all cost. Uh, I, I don't try to, to go through Nashville, and I do everything I can to avoid Atlanta. Uh, I don't have a set speaking fee for churches now. I have some some set rates when I do consulting stuff for corporations and, and universities and things, but I don't have a set speaking fee for churches. This young man called me out of South Carolina and asked me to come speak at the, an event that he had, and he was asking me about prices, and I said, you know, churches are so kind, and they've always been kind to let me come and speak that I just, you know, I, I don't care. 
I'll, I'll be there. I said, but now if I have to drive through Atlanta, you have to pay me $500 just to drive through Atlanta. Anyway, I was avoiding Nashville and on the back roads in Tennessee. And I came to this intersection and you could turn right and go up Spencer Mountain the back way, what I call it, to Fall Creek Falls State Park, not on the new road as it has been referred to. And I sat there for a long time at this little intersection and almost turned right and drove up that road. You see, I've taken that road many, many, many times. We used to take the junior high students over to Cumberland Caverns and spend the night, and then the next day we would get up and drive up the mountain to Fall Creek Falls. And we would let the kids clean up in the state park showers, and then we would hike, and we would rappel, and we would climb. I've been to Fall Creek Falls for lots of retreats. Uh, we even did summer camp there one year at their rustic cabins. And so I've, you know, over the course of my youth ministry, have been up Spencer Mountain in a church van many, many, many times. And somewhere in my early 30s, maybe even in my late 20s, we were driving up that windy, windy hill into Spencer, and I said, I'm going to run this hill when I'm 40 just to prove that I can. Well, as 40 started creeping up on me, I, I started being reminded, hey, are you really going to run that hill when you're 40? And so I added to my, my already routine of running. Uh, I was trying to run some with the, the SWAT guys on their training nights, and, and I got kind of serious about my running. I bought a treadmill and, and, and ran on it, and then I would have a regular routine. I started training on hills. Uh, I've run up Kill Mountain. I ran up uh, Stone Mountain. I would go out of my way to find a good hill just to kind of train on. And, and, and sure enough, on, on the week that I turned 40, I went and ran up Spencer Mountain. I, I had cut out a piece of paper with my spider logo on it. This was before the days when you could just buy stickers on the internet. And I put a clear piece of cellophane tape uh, over my spider and stuck it on the sign at the top of Spencer Mountain. Now, maybe I've just confessed to vandalism and they've always wondered where that spider came from. But I did. I went over there. Actually, I didn't do it on my birthday. I had gotten dressed to go running. Jackie was in the car with me and we'd driven and we were going to go into the only way I knew to go to Fall Creek Falls and that was to go up through Hazel Green and, and, and cut across and as we got out on the highway at Countess Road my SWAT pager went off and I, I looked at it, it was a digital pager and, and there was a message there that there was a barricaded suspect and the address was was right there beside Countess Road I, I looked south and, and I could see the guys in their black cars getting out and putting their stuff on Jackie drove me over there. I got out of the car in my running gear, and, and she went shopping. And on my 40th birthday, on the actual 40th birthday, I borrowed some uh, fatigues and a jacket from Tommy Mayo. He had some Gore-Tex stuff, and, and I spent my 40th birthday with the SWAT team having closed down North Memorial Parkway where they worked with this barricaded suspect in, in, in this house. Well, on Friday of that week, I drove back over to Spencer, Tennessee and parked at the top of the mountain beneath that little uh, water tower there and started walking down the hill. And as I walked down the hill, the guy picked me up. He, he said, where are you going? So I'm going to the bottom of the hill. So I got in the car with him and we began to talk as we went down this little windy road and found out his mother was in the hospital and I had a prayer with him there in the car. And, and finally he said, well, now you're going to the bottom of the hill and, and what are you going to do? When you get down there, I said, well, I'm going to turn around and, and run back up it. And he slammed the brakes on his car, and he looked at me and said, well, by golly, you better. And he dropped me off at the bottom of the hill back out there where they stacked the round hay bales. And I trotted up the hill, and 
completed this little task, and I, I, I had a res- res- respectable time. Well, as I approached 50, uh, Chris Luzak started talking about the whole team doing the Go Ruck Challenge, and it's where you take a backpack, you put six bricks in it. I don't know how much it's supposed to weigh total. I think it's... I don't know what, maybe 40 pounds by the time you add all your gear. And we were going to do a 10-hour obstacle course with this company called the Go Ruck. A rucksack is a military term for a backpack. And so we started training for that. And I've, got, I've still got my backpack, and it still has bricks in it. And once we started talking about that, I didn't run a single run without my backpack. I carried my backpack to Dexter, Missouri, the first time that I spoke at their youth rally up in the Dexter. And uh, I remember getting out and running in the snow in Dexter, Missouri with my backpack full of bricks. And the year that I turned 50, I, I completed the Go Ruck Challenge. And, and, you know, the only thing you get when you finish that is a patch. And I've got my Go Ruck patch. It's on the, the sleeve of one of my jackets. Well, I'm toddling along and trying to stay in shape and doing some things. And I had put in my phone on my birthday pass SWAT team PT test at 60. Well, if you've been keeping up with Jones very long, you know that between age 45 and age 60, I've been in the hospital lots of times. I've had lots of surgeries. They've done my knee. They've done my shoulder. They've done my back. They've done my tricep. Uh, they've reworked the stuff they did in my abdomen. I've had lots of adventures in, in, in the hospital, but I got out of the hospital this year and I started working out again. I started trying to train a little bit. Started doing some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu again. Started a running program. 18 weeks into a running program. And this little thing that I'm, I'm doing, I don't always trust it. My goal was to, to get my time down so that I could run 3 miles in 30 minutes or 3.2 miles in 32 minutes, a 10-minute pace. Well, this little thing on my phone keeps turning in times, and, and I'm turning in some 9-minute paces. I've even got a couple of runs that look like they're sub-nines. I've got like an 8.30 and an 8.40 pace, which is unheard of for me. Now, it's not unheard of for anybody else. It's not a competition pace. But I'm running fast enough that I think, you know, passing that PT test at age 60 it could, could be a possibility. Now, I didn't get to take it on my birthday. My birthday's March 10th. By the way, the same day as Chuck Norris's birthday. Coincidence? I think not, but I didn't get to, I wasn't able to run on, on my birthday on March the 10th. I had been recovering quite a bit and was still on, on injured reserve. But after that, after they turned me loose, I started working out some and, and started running this little program and doing these interval trainings. And so here I am. It's, uh, it's time to run the PT test. I'd gotten a text. Dave sent out the text and said, hey, Wednesday morning, we meet at 6 o'clock. We're going to do the PT test, and then we're going to do some scenarios with the cadets. And so on September 27th, I got up and put on my running shoes and put on a pair of running shorts and put on a a SWAT team T-shirt. And I start out my driveway in the pre-dawn light to drive across town and get ready to take this test. I'm listening to a radio program, and the guys on the on, on the radio program talk about things they don't like, and they don't like the national this or national that day. And they brought up, well, today is national no excuse day. So I'm going to try to pass the SWAT team PT test on national no excuse day. Now, I haven't taken this test with the team since I was 48. 
I've either been out of town or been injured or been in the hospital, but I haven't been able to, to be with the team when they take the test and haven't been in the shape to take it. Well, this year on National No Excuse Day, I have no excuse for not taking the test. Now, I've taken it twice in my backyard. I built my own course in the backyard and, and I ran it. The first time I ran it in my own backyard, my phone overheated and it didn't keep my time. I didn't know what my time was. And then the second time I ran it, uh, the first the first time they introduced us to this this modified test, it, it's a new version of a test. We used to take a different test, but this new version of the test, we ran it in, in our in our body armor. Well, that was before we had plates in our body armor, and I'm not smart enough to know the difference. And so, I ran it in my backyard with full plates. Uh, one of the guys told me later, said, no, no, we don't we don't put the plates in it. We just wear the, the soft part of the carrier. We don't wear those big ceramic plates. I, I got on the scales and realized that I walk around at 178 right now, and I weighed 201 <laughs> wearing that vest when I ran it at home. Well, I've got the proper vest. I've got the proper stuff. And so I, I run this test. Now, what you basically do is is you run 39 laps around the the perimeter of a basketball court. It's not actually a basketball court. We just mark the course out. And in every six laps or so, you have to perform a task. You have to run two laps carrying a battering ram. You have to run six laps and go over a wall. You have to low crawl 30 yards. So I'm, I'm running this thing and I'm thinking if I can do better than a nine minute pace, I'll pass this test. And so here I go, I'm running across this thing. And at lap number 26, you have to interrupt your pace yet again and drag a dummy. And I, I want to say the thing weighs 120, maybe 140 pounds. And so I drag this 140-pound dummy 60 yards. And when I finish, my quads are just burning. My quadriceps are just on fire. And so in order to recover, I walked one lap. And then I kept running. At seven laps left, they give you a shield and a pistol. And the instructions say that you walk one lap with the shield and the pistol. Well, the other guys ran the lap with the shield and the pistol, but I walked my lap with the shield and the pistol so I could hold the shield in the proper position and hold the pistol. It's not just that you make the lap when, you know, you can't throw the shield over your back like Captain America and stick the pistol in your pants. You, you have to hold the shield up and look through the viewport and keep the pistol, you know, at ready gun and, and do it that way. And, and I can't run and do that. So I walked and did it. Well, end up, I, I finished the test, and, and, and the cutoff for the test is 23 minutes. And I finished the test in, in 24 minutes and some change. I, I failed the PT test. And I failed the PT test on, on National No Excuses Day. <laughs> now, if I had my two laps back, the, the two laps that I had walked, ah, boy, they've been close. But it's no excuses. So before I turn 61, I'll just run the thing again. Now, I may run the thing in my yard. I may ask one of the guys to go with me to the course and do it. But I'm going to run the thing again. You see, when you pass a test, it feels really, really good. When you fail at something, when you don't live up to your expectations, there's a reasonable amount of disappointment that goes with it. 
I wrote uh, Brendan McGatherin, the guy that teaches ju- Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to me, and and I told him that I had been going to the 6 a.m. class on Wednesdays and training with a girl named Kaya. She runs the class, and it's basically an hour of live do- drilling. So I've been getting up at 5 on Wednesdays and driving over there and doing an hour of live drilling and then coming back and, and training with the SWAT guys. And, and I told Brandon, I said, you know, it, I, my body can't take it. At 60 years old, I can't train for an hour and a half and then go train all day with SWAT. And I said, you know, I hate to admit it, but I admitted it. And once I admitted it, nobody died and people still love me. And Brandon's response was, it's funny that the things that we love about ourselves, nobody cares about. They just love us. Well, on No Excuse Day, National No Excuse Day, I failed the PT test. Now, I've got two choices. I can just live with that. I can just accept it. I can say, you know what? I tried it. I'm the oldest guy to ever take the test. I'm the second oldest guy to ever pass it. And I'm just going to live with it. I could say, oh, well, I tried and it's just not working. Or I could train a little harder. I could train differently. I could run on some of my practice runs wearing a heavier vest. When I do marriage seminars, uh, I, we talk about the marriage go-round. I learned this from my friend Tim Orbison. In the marriage go-round, you start out with romance. And romance is when you're all Twitter-pated and everything is beautiful and kind and wonderful and great. And, and in, in the romance stage, you see things through different colored glasses. In fact, you see things with a skewed perspective. But eventually, romance turns into reality. And when romance turns into reality, that's when some of the things that you thought were charming and wonderful are are, are the source of irritation. You know, when you're in the romance stage, oh, they're so spontaneous. When you're in the reality stage, they're not organized. You know, a young lady might describe in the romance stage, I'm dating a foreign national who's unencumbered by the stresses of a capitalistic society. And then when she gets into the reality stage, the foreign national who is unencumbered by the stresses and pressures of a capitalistic society is, hey, I'm dating a guy, he's a legal alien and he's unemployed. Romance turns into reality. And then you have choices. You can recycle. You can get a new boyfriend. You can get a new girlfriend. You get a new husband. You get a new wife. Or when romance turns into reality, you can just live in resentment. You you can just say, well, this is as good as it gets, and it's terrible, and I'm just going to sit here, and, I, and I'm going to live in the resentment, and I'm just going to say, well, you know, this is, this is all I can ever expect, and I'm just going to embrace the suck. Or you can reinvest. Romance turns into reality, and, and rather than resenting or recycling, you reinvest and try to improve something. You, you try to do better. And so, yeah, I failed the PT test on National No Excuse Day. And I can say, well, that's what I did. That's, that's the shape I was in at 60, and I'm just going to accept that. Or I can reinvest. I can try to do better. I can change my workout routine. I can, I can do things that are differently. Several, several weeks ago, and it wasn't. It wasn't National No Excuse Day. It was There was just no excuse for it. There have been some things on my mind. There have been some things 
on my heart. There have been some stresses and pressures, and I behaved very badly. I, I was, I was exceptionally unkind, and I wasn't unkind to Jackie, but she saw me be unkind. She saw me behave in a way that I would hope is uncharacteristic for me. And, and I hurt her feelings. And I made her cry. Or at least she cried. There's not many sights that, 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 that I abhor. But I don't like to see tears come out of those blue eyes. And although we weren't fighting and we weren't having a disagreement and we weren't fussing, my behavior affected her. And, and there was just no excuse for it. And so I decided on that day that there was no excuse for it and I would do better. And I would be better. And I wouldn't let things that bother me come out and bother her. I wouldn't let my stresses or my frustrations or my irritants or my excuses show up at my house with my wife. Because I'm going to be the best husband I can be. I'm going to be the best man I can be. Now, I've, I've got a few months left before I turn 61, and, and I'm going to go running. I'm going to run with, with a a weighted vest and, and I'm going to do some extra leg workouts and and I may never improve my time I may run that silly PT test one more time and I may not get a second better I, I just it may be one of those things that you just embrace the suck and you're 60 uh, since I took it at age 48 and, and then this last time I took it I've lost two minutes and 27 seconds on my time and that may be unrecoverable I don't know but if I never improve my time and if I never get any better it will not be because I quit trying and so because of this bad behavior I had in front of my beautiful wife And I've been short on, on some compassion with other people. And I've been impatient and been intolerant and maybe even uncaring. I, I'm going to try to improve my score. I'm, I'm going to try to get better. Now, I, I may not. I accept the fact that I was created with the potential for imperfection and I live up to that potential on a, on a pretty regular basis. I could just accept that. I could accept mediocrity. I could just accept failure. I could just live with it. I could just learn to live with it. And, and I guess I could embrace my imperfection and my attitude or my expectation for my friends and my family to be, well, they'll just have to learn to deal with it too. They'll just have to learn to accept it. They'll just have to learn to live with it. Well, there is no excuse for expecting those that I love and those that I care about to just get used to it, especially if there's something within my power that I can modify or improve or renovate or change. I must try to be my best. And I'm not saying I've got to be the best. 
I just simply have to be my best. And it's not a failure to fail to be the best. It's a failure if I quit trying to get better. But if I never become the ideal or never become the perfect, never become that friend or that father or that neighbor or that husband or that man or that Christian, if I never become that version that I want to be, it will not be because I quit trying. Using the tool of shortwave radio, World Christian Broadcasting literally covers the world every day with the gospel. They use two large curtain antennas. One is located in Anchor Point, Alaska, and the other in Madagascar. They send out messages that are recorded at their international home in Franklin, Tennessee. They make available 40 hours of broadcast every day. The broadcasts are made in English, Chinese, Russian, Spanish, Portuguese, Korean, English for Africa, and Arabic. They would love for your group to visit them. You can bring your ladies group, your youth group, or your men's group. Just give them a call at 615-371-8707, 615-371-8707, or you can go to three W's and a dot, worldchristian.org, find the Donate Here button, and make a financial contribution to support this work that literally covers the world every day with the gospel. World Christian Broadcasting, in cooperation with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure, is sponsored by us, what? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive spiritual development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem. Grappling with life, controlling your inside space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian jiu-jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I were a mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Thank you.